Discover the leader in you with the leadership linebacker, Dr. Jason Carthen, former New England Patriot turned Ph.D. I bring a new brand of inspiration and passion to audiences worldwide. Having served and consulted with Fortune 500 companies, the National Football League Players Association, and the White House, each week I will prescribe empowering, motivational, and life-changing medicine for your soul. Now, it's time to discover the leader in you. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to Season 7, Episode 12 of Discover the Leader and You. And I'm your host, the leadership linebacker, Dr. Jason Carthen. Super excited to be with you today on this special day. This is the 100th episode of Discover the Leader and You, and that's a pretty big deal. I'm grateful for that. I'm thankful for that. And on a day like today, we are going to be talking about discipline. And I can honestly share with you that at the end of the day, it took some discipline to get to 100 episodes. And (laughs) with all this life that presses in and all the different things taking place, I just knew that I had to bring on somebody special, somebody who has been just brought to the forefront when it comes to discipline and the idea of creating continuity in their lives. And for that reason, I'm going to have Tim Paul joining us in the studio today. And I tell you what, Tim is just an amazing young man. He's doing so much in the realm of leadership and impacting people and leading and guiding. And I'm going to get him to share all that with you. But before I bring him on... I just want to remind everybody that if you want to grow and develop in terms of coaching, if you want to develop uh, not only in leadership or maybe speaking or entrepreneurship, hey, stop procrastinating. Navigate to JasonCarthen.com, click on the coaching tab, and you can get your free breakthrough coaching session. I don't know about you, but when I hear free, I'm like, oh, what does that mean? (laughs) How much can I get for that? That's awesome. I'm telling you that you will get your free breakthrough coaching strategy session, and you will not be the same after that. Now, I do have to tell you that the coaching is not this thing where it's, uh, hey, I'm just going to be talking at you. It's more of a give and take. How can we grow? How can we develop a powerful mindset? How can we get to your goals? It's all those different things that will allow you to reach your personal best. And that's through my I Speak Life Academy. So make sure you navigate over to jasoncarthen.com and you will have an opportunity to grow and hit your goals as quickly as possible. Just want to remind everybody as well that the Jason Carthen app is officially available. If you want to have me in your back pocket, if you want quotes, if you want the radio show, if you want different things like that, make sure you navigate over to iTunes or the Google Play Store and you can download it. And that's something that I'm just giving away free. I want you to stay connected and move forward and hit your goals. I understand what my purpose is in life. I understand what type of legacy that I want to leave and the ability to be able to give away as much as I can. Now, I still got to pay the bills, everybody. So, (laughs) but the ability to give away as much as I can, I want to do that. So make sure you download the app. Make sure you sign up for your free coaching session, and we're going to get you moving forward with a lot of momentum. That is what life is all about, moving forward with momentum. Now, without further ado, I want to introduce you to Tim Paul. 
Tim Paul is a trusted leadership advisor after serving in the Navy as a surface warfare officer for eight years. His experience gained in the hostile environment of the overseas battle space and the athletic playing field allows him to help organizations develop a deliberate culture, resilient people, and leaders that put their people over everything. You know what? He was stationed on board USS Ponce, and there he regulated the ship's weapons, sensors, and propulsion and defense of mission capabilities. Now, I'm going to press the pause button. This brother, he had weapons. <laughs> he, he was doing things that we need to respect just on GP, general principles. And I tell you what, he is even more dynamic because he didn't just go to the Navy, but he's done other things as well. Tim holds a Bachelor's of Science and Economics from the United States Naval Academy. He was an All-American lacrosse player and four-year letter winner from 2010 to 2010. He is a regular speaker at colleges across the nation. He earned three Navy Achievement Medals two commendation medals, one meritorious unit citation, and the Admiral's Accelerator Award for Dramatic Impact on Future Fleet Readiness. He now lives in North Carolina with his beautiful bride, Christy. Hey, Tim, welcome to the show, brother. How are you? Dr. J, it is a pleasure and privilege to be with you and the Discover the Leader in You podcast audience, man. I am doing fantastic. I hope you are as well. I'm ready to get after it today, man. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to get down to it. Yeah, let's get it, man. I tell you what, you know, when we start talking about discipline and I look at just service members, armed forces, the Navy, the strategy, all these different things that go into it. How do you feel like discipline has shaped your leadership and its impact? You know what? I'll tell you that discipline for me, Dr. J, and, and I'm glad you came with just a right hook to start because this is just an awesome question. And it's such an interesting topic because here's why. Um, I, I'm a part of the military. And like you said, when we think discipline, it's a very military grade word. You hear it. And what you may think of when you think of discipline is maybe a picture perfect soldier that's marching or maybe, I don't know, the sharpness of a military formation uh, you know, walking down a military base or maybe personnel, new new military personnel grinding away in boot camp. I think that's what we think about a lot when we think of good order and discipline. So here's kind of my definition of discipline and why it has been so powerful for me thus far in my career. It's the suppression of our mind's tendency to seek the path of least resistance. Wow. So again, discipline for me is the suppression of our mind's tendencies to seek the path of least resistance. So it's really funny because discipline is actually related to the word discipulus, which means learner. So discipulus, discipline, the disciple piece of it, that's a learning type of mentality. So embedded into what we think is a rigid, razor sharp, detailed word, I actually have kind of come back from that and thought about it more as a word that just symbolizes learning. And I don't think it's outside learning, Dr. J. I really think it's self-knowledge. It's that inside learning and understanding that as humans, we tend to gravitate towards safety yes. and comfort. And again, the path of least resistance. So, so back to your question, how has it shaped my leadership impact? Well, it's been everything, to be quite honest with you. In the Navy, out of the Navy, it's everything to me because I believe that leaders are the keepers of culture. So in the spirit of that, I think that leaders are ultimately responsible for aligning the purpose of the individuals in an organization and then aligning that with the purpose of the actual organization, creating a roadmap for that individual and then doing everything possible to help that individual reach their intended destination. Again, whether it was graduating from the Naval Academy, my time in the Navy, as I transitioned out of the Navy, 
everything has been everything has been a part of that self-knowledge aspect of learning what discipline actually means and then instituting that into my life and knowing that again humans are I am I am wired for safety comfort and the path of least resistance and to go beyond that is essentially where discipline lives and where I think we all need to get to at some point in our life oh my goodness I told (laughs) y'all this man (laughs) is no joke This is good stuff, Tim. And, you know, when you start talking about impact and the way you just broke that down, now, you guys, you got to know this guy's the real deal. You don't get to be an All-American. You don't get a chance to monitor weapons (laughs) if you don't know how to be disciplined with things. And the way he just broke that down, I I might just, like, take that and just put it on the website because (laughs) the idea that discipline is something that we have to internally deal with because human behavior dictates that we do gravitate towards the idea of, hey, let's be safe. Let's make sure I live another day. (laughs) Let's make sure I continue to move forward. Self-preservation kicks in. And the way that you just shared that piece, though, Tim, it makes us understand that, hey, there is more, but we are going to have to embrace risk. And I tell people that all the time, especially my coaching clients. It's like you cannot get to new levels by doing the same thing over and over again. You know, there's a biblical passage that talks about you can't put new wine in the old wineskins because at the end of the day, it's going to burst on you. So you have to do some things differently. You have to come out of your comfort zone. And Tim, I just love the way you broke that down, man. So listening audience, we are talking to Tim Paul, and we're talking about the idea of the power of discipline as you carry out the practices of leadership. So Tim, I I had a follow-up question, but the reality is you pretty much answered it. I was just going to kind of see where or not serving in the military really helped you to develop the ability to lead. But if I heard you correctly, you would say yes. That's a resounding yes. So let me ask you this specifically. What added the most value to your leadership development by serving in the military? Well, I'll tell you what. What what definitely added the biggest value was as a commissioned officer coming out of the Naval Academy, I was 21 years old. And what I was thrown into, crucible, just this this baked in a crucible of fiery leadership from day one, I was brought in to lead a division of 35 sailors. Now, every single one of these sailors that I was tasked to lead was older than me, more experienced than me, and more knowledgeable than me. So out of the gate, it was a tremendously humbling experience to realize the difference between leadership and authority. Because I was the authority figure. I was the officer in charge of that division. But I wasn't necessarily the leader yet. So I had to kind of figure out how to navigate this challenge in order to bring the most value that I could. So the the best thing that I did, and again, this was just tremendous advice that was imparted on to me early in my naval career, was to show tremendous humility and care for those that I was tasked to lead. Now, I didn't really know what that meant. Right. Showing humility and care was done through simple things. So just being present, physically present in the spaces that my sailors were in. So whether it was in an engine room or a boiler space or a weapons room, I needed to be alongside them for the journey. Because 
the facts were I wasn't very mechanically inclined. I didn't really particularly know or enjoy that much with respect to generators or condensers or everything that my guys are responsible for, weapon systems. I don't have a – I'm not just a huge gearhead that just loves missiles and weapons and things, but but they do. Mm-hmm. They, they do. They love those things. That's their job. So if I was ever going to have a leadership role, not just in the division, which is important, but in their life, right. it was imperative that I was at least baseline educated on their jobs, on their processes, on their watch standing responsibilities, educated on their life. So really, despite everything that was working against me as a young leader, it took tremendous physical and cognitive effort to acknowledge that I was a very capable, intelligent, recent graduate of the Naval Academy. But I had to humble myself in the process of knowing that I didn't know anything about the job that I was getting into. Now, where I got to and the care that we talk about, the love that we're talking about, for instance, just different questions, Dr. J, that you can ask somebody to uncover things in their life, like what what is most exciting in your life right now? Mm -hmm. Or just getting somebody putting your arm around them and saying, hey, what's worrying you in life right now? What you'll often get is a response that's not job related. It's my girlfriend and I are having trouble. Or, hey, my my finances are out of order. Or, hey, we're about to go on a nine-month deployment. Have anybody to watch my dog? Like some of these things that a leader can provide that actually transcends the workspace is truly what I found that takes somebody from authority to leadership and can do it rather quickly. And again, that's people over everything. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the pillar that I had to stand on as a young leader because, again, I didn't have the knowledge, I didn't have the experience, and I didn't have the years on the planet to substantiate my leadership. Right. Wow. I I love that explanation because I think that many times we lose the disconnect between position and authority and really having a true, what I like to call heart transaction with people, because you may have the title, you may have the position, but if you are not ready to do what you said, humble yourself and say, hey, it's not about the title. I want to pour into you. I want to make a heart connection with you and have that heart transaction with you. That's when people go, hey, I can trust him. Tim cares more about me than whether or not I do this widget or whatever I have to do in the boiler room, whatever it may be, you know, fill in the blank for yourself. But, you know, I just love the idea that you were willing to press in and make that heart transaction with them. Do you feel like that proved effective uh, long term in terms of your interactions uh, with other sailors? Yeah, man. You know, I I consider myself a recovering bad leader, almost like somebody (laughs) that that is, you know, that suffered from alcoholism. I I, I was a recovering bad leader. And I think part of it is because I couldn't really internalize what it actually meant to live a disciplined lifestyle. Now, I've always been self-driven. I've always been self-motivated, and I've always wanted the, the best for myself. Now, again, the idea of, of discipline has to be one that transcends yourself and, and is actually imparted into the people around you. So while my definition that I shared earlier of discipline is probably more of a contemporary one, I still think that discipline in a lot of circles – is viewed by leaders as a negative or at the very least a nuisance. Mm. And I think if I if I if I'm getting this right, I think a lot of us like to equate discipline to willpower. And it's not. Discipline right. is not willpower. Willpower, it's a resource. We know that. We know that science has told us that the brain can become tuckered out using up this commodity that we've dubbed willpower, right? You can only resist a cookie for so long, Dr. J. I know, right? right? But <laughs> discipline, man, discipline, that's a mindset. 
That's the self-actualization that, again, that says I'm wired as a human to take the path least resistance. But, but if we're striving towards something better, something fulfilling in life that has allowed me to make sense of making my bed every single morning or committing to working out or sacrificing a good time in favor of purpose-driven work, that's the essence of why I think we're actually here. And that's a human That's a very human thing that we all have. It's a human desire to want to be connected and remembered, right? There's the old expression that you're going to die twice. The physical transformation from being alive to dead. And then the second time that you're going to die is the last time that somebody thinks about you. And that's very real. And that's a real fear of mine. So your driving motivation to go past what is comfortable is actually to seek your personal higher calling and to be remembered, right? So you could always say, well, making your bed, why is that a disciplined mindset? Well, it's a small win for the day. Right. You can take that off your to-do list. You've actually accomplished something for the day. I mean, dude, let's be real. Some people don't have a bed to make. There are people that would kill to have the opportunity to make your bed. Mm-hmm. Um, committing to working out. I mean, that's easy. I don't have to lecture people about the benefits of movement and all of the positive cascading effects of, of your, of yourself and what that brings and cultivates in your life. And then, I mean, the discipline, the mindset to forego a party or a Netflix marathon or a happy hour to put in remarkable effort that it takes to be remembered, man, that is the mindset that if we can get to as individuals to transcend that attitude and give it to other people is such a tremendous asset and gift that I think we all inherently have but need to realize the effects of it. Now, again, I didn't get that until I was literally forced into a leadership role by the U.S. Navy. Thank God that I was put in that role because it allowed me to mature into that role and into that definition that I now understand as discipline. But, man, I'd love to throw that question right back at you um, because I think I think that discipline derives from the realization of our purpose and then cultivated in our lives. But you know, the military does a very, very black and white way of instilling discipline. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody's seen the movie Platoon. Everybody knows what that looks like. Um, now, again, it's not to that level anymore, but we, we do it in a very abrasive way rather than a persuasive way. But in your experience, the best way to instill discipline in ourselves and others, what does that look like for you? Wow. Great question, man. I, you know what, Tim? It's kind of interesting. It's not too far from probably what you've experienced and and what you saw as a positive, you know, through the impact of discipline. I I think for me, it was a little hard. You mentioned the whole idea of some people wanting a bed. Man, I grew up homeless (laughs) at some points and it was it was a challenge. So any little thing that would allow me a sense of normalcy, I knew that I wanted to maintain that and keep that. And I also knew that, you know what, those small wins, whatever it may be, you know, uh, when I would go to school, man, and I was hungry, my, my shirt was still uh, not wrinkled up because I had laid it out. I tried to figure out the night before how I was going to make it, <laughs> what was going to happen, you know, man. And I became very disciplined with one with two things. And this is interesting. I became very disciplined in making sure that people didn't know what was going on in my life, <laughs> whether or not I was homeless and I was making it there that day or whatever was going on. And I also became very disciplined of the idea of understanding that I was not going to be like that for long. 
I was going to do something different. So discipline for me, and it's so funny that you mentioned what you mentioned at the top of the show. Discipline for me is habitually doing what other people will not do on a daily basis. <laughs> it's it's not about just saying, oh yeah, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose weight or I'm gonna do this or that. No, it's like, okay, what do I need to do today that is gonna push me closer to my legacy, to the thing that I want to leave for other people that's going to enrich them, encourage them, allow them to reach their purpose and their uh, legacy in their life, man. And I tell you, man, it, it was really understanding that I do not have it easy right now, but I am not going to always be here. So I'm going to develop the discipline to do whatever it takes. And, and brother, that would catapult me to not only, you know, doing well in school, but going on to the National Football League. And then also understanding that, you know what, hey, after transitioning from the league, I, I need to be equipped. And that would allow me to go on to Harvard, to go on and get the PhD, to write all these books, all this stuff, man. But realizing that it's not for me. This discipline is cultivated for my bride, for my babies, for those that I come into contact with while I still have breath, <laughs> while I can still do the stuff I need to do on a daily basis, man. And that's why I'm so encouraged and excited to talk to people like you that are of the same ilk and you understand it and you get it. And it's like, OK, let's let's just create a movement, you know, a grassroots movement where we can level up other people and help them and do the things that we need to do to give it all away. So I don't know if that answers your question, but yeah, it, it does. It does. And Hey, you know, I have my own show too. So I, I am fully equipped to give you a follow up <laughs> question. And here's what I want to know from you. Wonderful explanation. The mechanics behind it, I think are really interesting because I think as leaders, our gut instinct is to force home discipline in others, right? I mean, the, if, if you want to map it onto the NFL or any sports team or sports league coaches are sometimes infamous for yelling discipline into somebody now i'm not saying that we need to get rid of volume changes in our voice but it can't be our go-to tool for every situation um right. so how for you let's say you know whatever it is in the nfl gap discipline the discipline to not jump off sides the discipline to come back to the ball as a receiver when the ball is coming your direction all of these things, if somebody lacks that discipline at that level and you don't clearly, how does that look when you're trying to instill discipline in another professional? Wow, man. I tell you what, we, we're going to have to have another show. But I tell you, <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. And, and Tim, you mentioned your show. I'm going to have a follow-up question towards that in a second here. So here's the thing. Now, it goes back to what you shared at the very top of the show. Idea that it has to be relationship driven. I mean, it can't be, I'm just going to be honest, man, keep it real. You can't be cussing folks out and then expect them to remember their responsibilities because everyone learns differently. I remember a guy that, and this was bad. I can't say names because of what happened, but at the end of the day, this guy was a starter for us. He was doing great things. And we had a coach that was very in your face and he would literally cuss you out, call you SOB and talk about mm -hmm. your mom, just crazy stuff. And for some people that would make them 
them so angry that they would just explode on the next play, do whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then he'd be like, I got them, you know, to mentally move forward. When in reality, he would try that same thing with other players and you would see them go into the tank. You would see them go, man, I can't play here. I cannot play here. And (laughs) this guy is crazy, spitting in your face, grabbing your helmet. I remember this. This guy was our starter. Uh, the coach ran onto the field. He told him, you, you're you going to mess up this play. You better get it right. And lo and behold, man, he messed up the play. But it was two things that contributed to it. His shoe came off. It was crazy. It's <laughs> like his cleat got stuck. Shoe came off. The guy caught the ball on him. Okay, fine. This guy said, I told you, you SOB, blah, blah, blah. And then... The guy said to him, hey, don't talk to me like that. (laughs) You know, that's not appropriate. There's no reason to call me out my name. And the coach became livid. He said, get off my effing field. You don't respond back to me like that, blah, blah, blah. And the guy walked off the field. He was our starter, Tim. And this guy never played again. He had, he got a he got cut right after that, which was just disrespectful. Um, And then we heard, because we all got together, we were, just saying, man, you're going to be good. It's all it's all right. And then he had an offer from uh, Jimmy Jimmy Johnson from the Dolphins. And it was other people, too, that was saying, okay, man, we want you down here. But, man, this coach called them and said that he was an issue. And it, this guy was never an issue. He showed up to work, did his thing. Long story short, Tim, and this is Discover the Leader in you, everybody. <laughs> We're talking about a lot of stuff. And it's the 100th episode, so just deal with the length here. So here's the thing. Man, after that, he never got a chance to play again. And for me, that's that piece that you talked about at the very top of the show. The whole idea of, hey, man, it's a difference between positional power, autocratic leadership, and finding out what it will take to motivate that player or that employee or that follower or that individual that wants to connect with you in terms of a coaching relationship. It can't be the same for every person. You got to figure it out. Now, for me personally, Tim, man, if you tell me, hey, it would mean the world to me if you can hold your gap or wrong arm this play, bounce the running back out wide so the middle linebackers can come over the top, catch him in the backfield, whatever. And I'm like, that's what I got to do. Let's do it. But, if man, if you come cussing at me, I'm offended. And part of me want to punch you in the mouth. <laughs> so it's like, okay, <laughs> I can't really do this right now, you know. The coaches that really connected with me, Tony Dungy, Romeo Cornell, there were other guys that they just talked to me like, hey, Jason, you know, I need you to do this. And I'm like, okay, coaches, that's what you need me to do. I run through the wall because I am self-disciplined enough. I don't need you to cuss me out. Just tell me what I need to do and let me get enough reps <laughs> to understand what I need to do. And then it's burned in my mind and we'll make it happen. So I don't know, man, we're going back and forth on this. I love it, brother. This is uh good stuff. And we're talking about Dude, discipline. That here. Awesome. That, that is the quintessential discipline centric learn the learner. And if leaders can get to that point where you learn the learner, not everybody learns the same way. Not everybody responds the same way. If you can get to a point where you're learning the learner and you're disciplined enough to understand that everybody is different, including yourself, then the the sky's the limit for your ability to influence the attitude, action, direction, and opinions of others. And if you can't get there, then you're going to get the 25% that respond to your particular leadership. Right. It's a choice that leaders have to make, and it's time-intensive 
And if you're willing to commit the time, it's going to pay off in spades. It really will. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Tim, we're almost out of time. Let me ask you a couple of more questions here. So if you think about this idea of leadership, you have gone all in. You have a very popular podcast on leadership. Can you tell the listening audience a little bit about it? And then also, what made you start it? Yeah, that's a great question, man. So the podcast is the Leadership Strike Group Podcast. Now, with all respect to your podcast and to your fantastic audience, <laughs> we consider our podcast the Ultimate Leadership Podcast. So there it's myself <laughs> and my co-host, JC Glick. And JC is a former Army Ranger, 20-year guy, did 11 combat deployments, just a phenomenal leader leadership advisor and talent. So him and I have teamed up and we do in-depth conversations with today's most successful leaders on the sports field, the battlefield, and in hyper-growth fields of business. And you, Dr. J, were on our most recent episode. So yes, I would yes. love to see a link to that in, in your show notes. And then when I post it on my website, it will, this episode will certainly be uh, in our show notes as well. So Absolutely. really the conversations on Leadership Strike Group are designed to get into the minds of today's most successful leaders and many who have really never shared these secrets before and explore how they get the most out of their people, how they command themselves, and thirdly, the advice on how to perform at your best. So we've had everyone from like yourself to leadership advisors to athletic directors to athletes to commanders in the military. I mean, we have, we just run the gamut on leaders and we try to just pick out some of these really, really solid pearls of wisdom that people can actually use in their lives, similar to what you do on your show here. Uh, so it's a very similar concept uh, and we're just doing it um, on, obviously on a different channel, but we're everywhere. iTunes, Google Play. And of course, at leadershipstrikegroup.com, you can you can see us over there as well. Nice. I was just going to say, if people wanted to learn more about you, you know, where can they go? So you are on social media. How can people connect with you other than the website? But give that to us Absolutely. again, too. Absolutely, man. So on Instagram, I'm at timothy.david.paul, my full name, all three first names in that Instagram handle for you. <laughs> my favorite medium, however, and where you and I met, Dr. J, was LinkedIn. So you can find me over there um, under my name, Tim Paul. And if you're still looking for additional leadership coaching and advising, um, and you've already cut through everything that Dr. J has to offer, you can come through at proleadershipteam.com where me uh, and my two other teammates, JC Glick and Jim Stagnita, are standing by to help you and your team uh, develop culture, people, and leaders at the highest performance levels. So Man. of course, once you finish with Dr. J, you can head over to proleadershipteam.com and we, we, we can surely help you out. As well. It is so much in terms of how we can serve others. And, and it's, it's a lot of people out there that need us, man. So, Hey, it's all good, man. I, I want them to connect with you. Now I do have to tell people y'all better be ready. This is a handsome man. Y'all better, <laughs> y'all better be ready, man. He, he got the model profile uh, features and all this stuff. Yeah. Y'all better be ready. So make sure you signing up for the right reasons ladies <laughs> no nonsense i know his bride hey, christy everybody looks good in black and white man everybody looks good in black and white i don't know brother it may be that uniform you better watch out all right so everybody we're almost out of time tim let me ask you man what's up next for you what's next for the company the growth goals what Absolutely, man. So um, at the Padromas leadership team, we're really trying to become the premier leadership organization, like I said, for developing high performance cultures, people and leaders. Uh, so our bread and butter is embedding ourselves into your business, into your organization, into your team, and acting alongside as an advocate for all parties. We want to define, design and align the self-made vision and mission of your organization 
and have that cascading down and aligning all of the purpose-driven motivators from the person on the shop floor to the top floor and getting everybody working in concert for one really strong defined culture. So we'll do everything from culture reconnaissance, development, deployment, figure out who's in charge of your organizational culture, who's reinforcing it, who's institutionalizing it. So we want to help you explore what's underneath the surface of your organization that you may not see. So what we really want to do for leaders is is really provide that directed telescope towards self-awareness. So integrating our observations with your customized vision, we try to work together to get a customized solution development for all leaders at all levels. And of course, we want to get back time for leaders that they desperately need to focus on strategy and big picture goals. So that's really our vision moving forward. That's what we're here to do and here to serve. And again, along with JC Glick and Jim Stagnita, we're committed to any organization that would welcome us into their organization to act alongside them for culture, people, and leader advocates. Excellent. Good stuff. Tim, hey, man, I just want to say thank you for being on the show today, brother. You did a phenomenal job. Thank you so much. Dr. J, it was a pleasure. And to your listening audience, I wish you a wonderful, wonderful leadership day. And of course, Dr. J, you and I will chat very soon. I'm sure of that. Absolutely. So, hey, everybody, you have been listening to Discover the Leader in You, and we've been talking about the power of discipline as you carry out the practices of leadership. And boy, was it just a phenomenal show. We had a lot of nuggets there for you. Make sure that you continue to uh, download these episodes. Leave a rating for us, too, on iTunes. And one thing that I always want to leave you with, be intentional every day about living your purpose and chasing after your destiny. Thank you all so much for joining us. Take care now. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Discover the Leader in You with the leadership linebacker, Dr. Jason Carthen. We want to hear from you. Connect with us now. Visit our blog and visit our website at jasoncarthen.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Enterprises. Follow us on Twitter at Jason Carthen. Let's keep the conversation going. And if you want to listen to the podcast, go to jasoncarthenradio.com.